Good morning, church family and ministry friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks, and I'm so glad that you are here today joining us for our online internet around the world church service. Praise God, praise God. And I know that for quite a few of you, you are on the final day of the 21-day fast. Now, as you know, I completed mine on Wednesday night, and some of you started just a few days after I did, and so Monday morning, it's going to be a very happy time for you, isn't it? Praise God. I'm very excited for you. You know, uh, as I discovered, and I know you will too in just uh, a few more hours, that the restaurants didn't go anywhere. The grocery stores didn't go anywhere. All the food is still out there. Praise God. And after you come off of a fast, you know, you've cleansed your system. You've cleansed primarily your spiritual system in the sense where fresh oil has been brought in. And I tell you what, after a fast is completed, it is very enjoyable to eat and to, uh, you know, eat slowly, eat wisely, even still, uh, today I can't, uh, just, I don't want hamburgers or stuff just eating. I'm eating light things like rice. Uh, pastor Kelly, she's eating like some vegetables. We're going pretty light. Praise the Lord. Takes time for the tummy to wake back up after you haven't put anything in there for uh, a considerable amount of time. But I salute all of you who have sought the Lord in prayer and fasting. And I know that you did that out of a hungry heart to position yourself to hear from God, to humble your soul, and to put your eyes firmly upon the Lord as your way maker. And I believe you're going to have a year unlike any other of breakthroughs and accomplishments and strange miracles that God will work to move you forward in his amazing plan for your life. Praise God. So I'm so glad you're here today. And uh, I've got my Hot tea here with me, praise God. I've been drinking a good tea lately. It's called Numi Tea, N-U-M-I, praise the Lord. That's, that's some of the best tea you can get. I'm not trying to do an endorsement, but I do like good tea. <laughs> mm. Praise the Lord. God helped me to get through the fast primarily on some good tea and some good apple juice, praise God. Glory to the Lord. Now, let's jump into the, uh, the receiving of the tithes offerings today. Let me read a scripture to you that I know many of you, uh, you're very familiar with it. It's found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38. Let me read this. I want to tell you something very, very uh, funny I saw at the airport just a couple of days ago. Now, Luke, chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus said, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He goes on to say, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So give, and it's going to be given back. And in the way that you give also will determine the quality, quantity, even the attitude of how it will come back towards you. And this is something that is, in so many ways, inescapable. Now, when my wife and I were flying, uh, let me see, was I flying back? Or, yeah, we, we were flying back 
from Southern California. I preached my uh, pastor's funeral and uh, did the eulogy for his funeral. We came back home. Uh, as we were leaving uh, Southern California and I was at the airport, I decided to drop by and get a, uh, a drink. And so I wanted to get a coffee. And so there's, there's, you know, a couple of different coffee places. There's a Starbucks. Well, let me just go in there and get a coffee. And so there was a line, so I waited in the line. Now, there was a lady, maybe five or six people in front of me. I didn't never talk to her or anything like that. She, she's in front of me, and I, she gets up to the counter, and the man working there says, Hi, how can I help you? You know, real nice guy. And uh, she says, I want that uh, Danish right there. And she's also giving him a drink order. And so he reaches over with the tongs to get the Danish, which is normal. And she says, don't use those tongs. You've already touched something else with them. And just really uh, spoke in such a condescending, humiliating way to this servant who's only trying to serve her and trying to do so with a good attitude. And she just tried to humiliate him in front of all of these people. Uh, and she was just a real, uh, you could tell she was very, very wealthy, but just a total, uh, like jerk in the area of knowing how to communicate and deal with people. So she was real, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, real, real wealthy and real, real, like she, everything's going to revolve around her world. So, this is so interesting how I saw this. So, um, you know, she places her order, whatever. I don't know what she got, but uh, uh, then eventually I get there and I place my order. Okay, now I go over to the side and I wait for my drink to get made and get and to get you know put up uh, where I can get it and, and drink my drink. So I'm I'm waiting there the whole time this was going on. There was a lady also in the line had a little a little boy, and as little kids do. He's touching everything. He's touching all the cups. He's touching, you know, that are for sale. He's touching everything that's out there. That's how kids learn to uh, identify with their world. They touch everything. So, and he looked kind of like, kind of a little bit grimy. He looked like, oh, he's a real germ spreader. He's touching everything. And his mom says, stop touching all that. And the more she would say it, the more he's just putting his hands on everything. Hands on the floor, hands, hands all over the place. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I happened to see that too. All right. So now I'm over here waiting to get my drink. The rude lady who ordered hers, I guess it's like she disappeared. Maybe she went to the restroom or something like that. So anyhow, while I'm just waiting for my drink, the kid uh, is touching everything. And, uh, and so the barista takes a drink and sets the drink down and calls the person's name. And it's the name of that lady calls that person's name and she's not there. And, uh, uh, and so anyhow, that kid comes over and, uh, the mom's not paying attention and he puts his hands all over the lid of that cup, particularly, I saw particularly putting his little fingers that were all over the floor and were everywhere, puts his fingers all over the lid of that cup where the drinking area, where the woman's going to put her very lips at, and he's touching it and smearing it and stuff like that. And then he takes his hands, he's over here, and his mother turns around and says, get back over here. And the boy walks back over there after he's, uh, germinated the cup 
And, uh, and then that lady comes strolling in. I guess maybe she'd gone to the restroom or something. Uh, she realizes that's her drink, picks it up, looks at it. Yep, that's hers. Takes it, starts drinking it, walks off. And I just laughed to myself. <laughs> I said, Lord, there ain't nobody that can tell me sowing and reaping doesn't work. The way that she gave, the way that she dealt with that person came back even in a way that maybe she doesn't recognize it, but my friends, don't ever doubt it. What you give is exactly what you're going to receive, whether it's money, whether it's heart attitude, whether it's being a nasty person, oh, it's going to come back one way or another, sometimes in ways that you don't even know, and then you wonder why you got sick and you can't figure it out. Oh, my goodness. Whoa, that kid slimed that cup like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Stephen, didn't you step in there? Oh, no, no. Hey, you know, hey, if you plant those seeds, that's your harvest. Enjoy it. That's what you want it. Mm, mm, mm. Again, Jesus said, he said, give and it will be. It's coming back. It's coming back. So there are some people that if they were going to pray and if they wanted to pray accurately, they should pray for a crop failure. Cause they've sown some, they've sown some bad stuff. Maybe even some illegal stuff, maybe even some stuff that, uh, Hey, you better get all that right with God. Amen. Get cleansed to get right. Cause it's coming back. And if you sow good seed into good soil, I tell you, God will bless you. It'll come. Now I'm going to talk today about how God blesses, but I tell you what, when Jesus says something, it is a hundred percent true. Praise God. Now, Abraham, he gave tithes of all, and he really set a phenomenal example that we can look at his life and follow his example. So even when God called for Abraham to offer Isaac as a sacrifice, Abraham willingly complied. And that was his everything. And he still gave it. Praise the Lord. So God blesses us so that we can bless him in return. When you fulfill the purpose of the blessing, you actually keep that blessing flowing in life. So Abraham could bless God with anything that God had blessed him with so that he could keep operating in that blessing, which is what? Why are we, why are we blessed? We are blessed to be a blessing. And that is primarily towards the advancement of God's kingdom. Do we help the poor? Yes. Can you buy somebody a meal? Yes. Can you go about doing good? Yes. But our overflow primarily is for the advancement of God's kingdom. Woo, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm -mm. Glory, glory to God. Just let the Holy Spirit lead you in the giving of offerings. What is an offering? It's anything above the 10%. The 10% is the tithe that belongs to the Lord, not to the poor. The tithe goes up. Abraham gave the tithe up to Melchizedek. Why? Because Melchizedek was the priest of the Most High God. In the book of Hebrews, you see that Melchizedek was a type of Christ himself. The moment you bring the, the tithe into the storehouse of God, the moment you send it, whether it's online or the moment you mail it off, 
That moment, it hits the hands of Jesus, and he has received your tithe. Mm -mm. Glory to God. Anything above the tithe is an offering. Praise the Lord. Now, let's honor God with our finances, and as we do, let's remember that what we give is coming back. Now, it comes back uh, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Mm -mm. Works both ways. <laughs> good seed or bad seeds working both ways. Praise the Lord. Let's work it for good. All right. Now, if you're going to mail in your tithe and offering, please send it to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717. Moravian Falls, North Carolina, the zip code 28654. If you're going to bring it in online, you can do so. Highly encrypted, very safe, very secure, and very easy. Just go online to our website, stephenbrooks.org. Look at the top of the website. There's a header that says Give Online. Click that. Ah, instantly you see the little thing that says Tithes and Offerings, okay? Once you click it. Now, Click that one, and it takes you to the giving page. There's a little drop-down menu that says Fund, F-U-N-D. When you click that, you'll see the area for the tithe, and there's areas to give as an offering also. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Father, bless your people. I thank you that your principles are working all of the time. Sometimes we don't even know. That woman, Father, had no idea that that rudeness was multiplied back to her within Two minutes, it was already multiplied back to her many times over. Uh, oh, God, and she never even knew. Father, we thank you that these are spiritual principles, and they're working all of the time. Father, let us work it for good and bring you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, bless your people. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. Woo, praise God. Mm -mm. Now, today, let's talk about how God blesses. I would like for us to begin in the book of Joshua chapter one, verse eight, a scripture I never ever get tired of reading. Let's pray. Father, as we're jumping into your word, let the light come on. Let the illumination be flowing upon the spiritual eyes of our heart. Thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for showing us the way in Jesus name we pray. And together we say, Amen. Joshua 1 verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now, there are some misinformed Christians that say that we're not supposed to have pro uh, prosperity. Well, if that were the case, then why would God show you how to get it? Wouldn't he actually try to hide it from you if you weren't supposed to have it? All you have to do so often is just think. <laughs> and as illumination comes, you can think, you know, hey, that, that, that argument's not even logical. It doesn't even make any sense that a person would present a theology like that. Well, of course not. It's not scriptural. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Let's talk about how God blesses from this scripture. Some Christians have a way of thinking that God blesses you financially when you give financial seed, and that is your only responsibility. In other words, give an offering and, uh, you know, pay your tithes and then walk off, you're good to go. But 
I would, I wish in some ways that it were that simple. You just give God the tithe. Okay. And let me give an offering. Good. It's done. God's going to bless me now. I don't have, really have to focus on anything else, but that's not how God blesses. He doesn't do it solely through the medium of our giving as important as it is. There are some other aspects. Now, what we have to do is look at what I would call the overall picture, which is the whole truth. Prosperity in the kingdom is connected with encounters with this book that I'm holding in my hand right here that we know as the Bible. This is your encounter with prosperity. Well, pa Pastor Stephen, I would love to encounter prosperity. Uh, who wouldn't, right? Um, who, who that has an IQ higher than the turtle uh, does not realize that, that it's a good thing. Well, so yes, Pastor Stephen, I would like to encounter prosperity. Well, it's revolving around your encounters with this book. Praise God. That's because the word of God is God's highway to financial strength and financial wealth. Psalm 112 verse one, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Wait, Pastor Stephen, I'm just into the prosperity. That's where people miss it. That's where Christians they're not getting the whole picture who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. Well, pastor Stephen, now you're talking my language. Hold on. How come we're not talking the language of verse one who delights greatly in his commandments? Do you see my friends that prosperity is a biblical package deal? Woo, praise God. Well, now this is in the Bible and we rejoice in it. Wealth and riches will be in this house and his righteousness endures forever. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So it's your encounter with God's commandments that put you in command. Now think about that. Think about that. It's your encounter with, with God's commandments, not just to give, not just to tithe, but the overall picture of what God is commanding throughout his word. It's those commandments that put you in command when you know them and obey them. Woo. Praise God. Mm -mm. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath if so it's conditional. If you heed the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words, which I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. So here we see that God's word is the way to wealth. The Bible, my friends, is the answer book for prosperity. And until you lay hold of God's commandments, you never truly can lay hold of commanding your life and taking it in the direction that God has for you and achieving that great destiny 
that God mapped out for you before you were even born. Woo, praise God. Pastor Stephen, I'd like to take command. Take command of the commandments then. Take a hold of them and embrace them. Not as a burden, but as your responsibility to please God. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1. Arise, shine. Your light has come. My friends, when do you shine? I'll tell you when. You start shining when your light comes. Mm, glory to God. Nothing shines without light. It's not possible. Well then, Pastor Stephen, what is this light that causes us to reach levels of like spiritual stardom in the eyes of God? What is this light that makes us shine? This is revealed in Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of your words gives light. Hmm. The entrance. Wow. Now this is very important because the light refers to scriptural illuminations that reveal and open up divine truths. So when does the light come? The light comes when the word enters. Now we know from the Bible, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith comes by hearing. But it's inferred in that statement by the Apostle Paul that you are hearing something that you understand. It, just, just hearing it alone doesn't bring that freedom. It's hearing something that understands. In other words, it's light that is illuminating your understanding. And as we say, it's a light bulb moment. The light goes on. So that's why it says here, it's the entrance of your words that gives light. It's the word getting on the inside of you, not just mental ascent. It's you have to go beyond. You have to go beyond that. If you really want to grab truth, that truth has to be something that is not just a theory or not even a position that is attributed through what Jesus did at Calvary, but it must be a position that we actually walk in through revelatory knowledge. Praise God. If not, we can say, I believe it, but it, 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 we, we can give assent to it. But here's, here's something fascinating. The devil also believes and trembles. Oh, but, but don't, don't be concerned about the devil actually obeying the words. He's never going to. He knows that Jesus rose from the dead, and he knows that Jesus is the Savior of the world, but he's never, ever going to obey. So he would give mental assent that those things are true, but he's not going to touch it. He's never going to do anything about that. Hmm. So for us, we can do the same thing. We can say, I agree that that's true. Well, have you ever experienced it? No, but I believe it's true. Okay. So until it becomes yours and comes into you, then you have not yet encountered the full power of that truth. Now, the moment it enters into you and the light goes on, you are now in that place even if where that place will take you to, whether it's health, healing, uh, victory over addiction, or whatever it might be, the moment that light comes in, you're, you're, you're as good as there. 
Woo! Why? Because now you know, and you've got it, and you've embraced it. You're going to walk in it. This is now your mode of operating, and yeah, you're, you're going to make it now. That You're going to cross the line of, of what we would call accomplishment, whatever it is, but it's got to get on the inside of you. Praise the Lord. So the Word of God is God's gateway to heaven's blessings. It provides covenant access for kingdom prosperity. And let me just pause for a moment and say, there's no shortcuts with God in these areas. He does not deal with that. It is the word of God that creates wealth. Shortcuts lead to financial regrets. Shortcuts lead to financial loss. Sometimes losses that can be so difficult to overcome that some don't because you, maybe they run out of time or something like that. You know, years back, my wife and I were in a meeting and in this meeting, there was a pastor and it was a, it was a big meeting. It was a big meeting. And this pastor kind of got off topic. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of people didn't quite understand it, but he started talking about an investment that he had gotten into and he put a lot of money into it. And he said, I know, I know God's going to bless me off this investment and I'm going to have a lot of money. And uh, it had a weird, uh, like ring to it. It was just like, uh, okay, uh, did we come to an investment seminar or, or are we here to hear the word preached? And so anyhow, anyhow, uh, uh, you know, he finishes the message and stuff like that. Later, later before that conference was over, a businessman came up to me and said, uh, pastor Stephen, can I, can I talk to you? I said, yeah. He said, can we talk in private? I said, yeah, that, that'd be fine. He said, I need somebody to confess to. I said, okay. I said, go ahead. Go ahead. He said, uh, Pastor Stephen, he said, there's a group of preachers. They're real happy right now. And some of them are even going around telling others about this grand investment they've gotten, gotten into and how they're going to make a bunch of money off of it. They're, he said, they're already counting their money, their, their increase before it's happened. I said, so what's going on? He said, the whole thing's a sham. He said, what they don't know is that all the money that they paid into it, all the money is gone. It has been spent. And this person, this person was the key uh, person that had defrauded all of these pastors. And he was under ferocious conviction as he should be, as he should be. And uh, many of these uh, other ministers are running around and all excited about all the wealth they're going to generate and make and stuff like that. And, uh, and by the way, I never heard any of those ministers say that they were going to use it for the kingdom. They were just excited about getting a bunch of money. <laughs> they never talked about what they would do with his father for as far as furthering God's kingdom. They were just excited about getting a big boatload of money. And this man told me, pastor Stephen, it's all gone. I said, how do you know? He said, I spin it. And he spent all of it, squandered all of it, and it's all gone. And he said, they don't know it. I said, oh, brother, I said, you need to repent before God, and you're going to have to go tell them what you've done. And, uh, whoo, boy, there's some, uh, there some sad people a few days after that. 
You know, it wasn't too long back. I was talking with the pastor about this other pastor that this person I knew. I said, uh, how's that person doing? Well, uh, that pastor's not doing too good. I said, how could he not be doing too good? I, you know, I guess he's got a lot of money, right? Uh, no, Pastor Stephen, he doesn't have any personal money. I said, how in the world can that be? How can that be? Well, he put all of his life savings into this one investment, and he got burned. I said, what investment was that? And the person named that, that investment that he'd poured into, and the whole thing was fake, and it was a total con ripoff. Woo! Woo! Shortcuts are not of God. Pastor Stephen, I want some money, but I'm not too interested in this book. You ain't going anywhere with God. Doesn't matter what you give. Uh, if it, it doesn't work like that. I'm just interested in prosperity, Pastor Stephen. I'm not really in the praying. I'm certainly not in the fasting, but I sure do want God to bless me. Mm. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm -mm. If you try to arrive at wealth through a vehicle outside of the covenant word, either you're either going to experience one of two things. Number one, you're either never going to get there. Or number two, you're going to do like what Jesus talked about with the thief who got into the sheep pen, but he climbed up in it a wrong way, which is unlawful, and he got wealth through other means. Well, that's all that matters, Pastor Stephen. Oh, really? Why is it that so many, how can we say it, social media celebrities smoke marijuana? I mean, even Elon Musk has been seen on YouTube videos smoking, huffing, and puffing on the marijuana. Why are they doing that? They're having trouble coping with the problems of the world. They're having troubles coping with what life is throwing at them. So because they don't know God and they have no mechanism of true peace, which only God can give, they reach for something else. And that something else usually makes the matters worse. And drugs certainly will do that. And they say, well, I, I, need, to, I need to do something because it helps me with my pain. Your pain? Why do, you, why do you have pain? Well, I have pain because I used to be uh, in this, you know, I used to be a cage fighter. And, you know, I, I've had some trauma and some injuries. And I've got a lot of injuries. W what were you doing in a cage fighting? What, were you a Roman gladiator? Were you trying to relive the gladiator days? Or Well, I got paid for doing that. Also, you took the money and you sacrificed your body for temporary gain. You know, so on and on it goes. So people get themselves in the things, having money offered to them, and, but then there's a payday for it because they never got there uh, coming into wealth through God's covenant highway, which travels along the way of the Word of God. Mm -mm. And you see the Hollywood movie stars. Yes, now, now you're talking my language, Pastor Stephen, the movie stars. Yes, those are, my, those are the ones I'm looking up to. You have no idea how many of them are on anxiety drugs and prescription medi medications because they can't cope with life. Don't think I don't know. We've got, we've got one in the family. You'll never know who it is. I, I don't talk. Don't need to anyhow. I'm not going to satisfy your curiosity <laughs> about secret personalities. 
<laughs> Woo! Yeah, we have a movie star in the family. Not, not, not like small time. No, prime time. Yeah. Most of them are on drugs to deal with the anxiety because they, they can't handle life. They, it's, they, they, you know, it's a world, it's a rough world. Mm-mm. And what goes on also behind closed doors is, is nothing short of diabolical. It's just that they're a little bit smarter than maybe some of the other people are because they've got, they've got uh, smart type people that they can pay to tell them how to cover what they're doing, but they're doing things that are just as bad as what old Epstein was doing out on his Island. It's just that he got caught. And a lot of that stuff that they, they do there in Hollywood, they, they in ways know how to cover that and fake that out and stuff like that. And then smile, look nice on camera, but the levels of depravity are nothing that I am the, and you shouldn't either. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Again, if you arrive at wealth through a vehicle outside of the Word of God, you're going to have problems when you get there, even if you ever do get there. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't some who have a lot of wealth, don't know God, and might be happy. And the truth in cases like that is usually the devil leaves them alone. Why would he bother them when he's already got them? And he just leaves them alone. And they take their, their tithe and they give it to Planned Parenthood, okay? Or they give it over here to some other uh, cause that uh, either helps to kill unborn babies or whatever else it might be. And the world, uh, the devilish system, leaves them alone because they're just helping it to move. Fine, right along it goes. But everybody, everybody one day is going to stand before God and be judged one-on-one. And we're going to be ready because we're walking with the Lord and you can have prosperity. You can have great wealth and God will take you there, but we must do it through the word platform. Now the prosperity of your soul determines your overall prosperity in life. This is found in the epistle of third John verse two, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Mm -mm. The word of God is what prospers your soul. Your inward prosperity is what produces your outward wealth and prosperity in your physical life. Mm -mm. You've got to love God's word. You have to take the time to feed upon it to meditate on it, to allow it to enter in within your heart. And the prosperity of the soul is nothing but the revelation of the word of God. It's not just reading the Bible as a dry historical book or a gathering of factual knowledge and information so that you can recite that back and sound like a walking computer. No, it's getting it into your heart in a revelatory way. So, If you're down, you're not down because of bad luck, but rather the reason you would be down is simply because of inadequate light. Pastor Stephen, you don't, you don't understand my surrounding. I don't need to understand your surrounding. All you need to know is that you have to understand the power of the covenant. And there is a covenant of wealth and that covenant is stronger. God said it's stronger than day or night. 
And as long as you see the sun and moon changing places, that covenant is still in force. And there is no, there, there is no force in the earth that can break that covenant. The covenant is stronger, praise God. So it's not a matter of bad luck, bad environment, this or that or the other. It's simply a matter of inadequate light. Because you triumph by the light of truth, not by tricks and not by gimmicks and not by trying to rip off your brother and sister and get them into your MLM project just because you want to build your downline. You have no interest in their soul. You just want to, <laughs> you want to profit off the back of somebody else. <laughs> Woo! Some of you, Pastor Stephen, you just walked through the television screen into my room. Mm -mm. Money is connected to obedience. That's a mouthful. Money is connected to obedience, and obedience is connected to the Word of God. Abraham heard the Word of God and acted upon it, and prosperity logically and naturally followed. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. And it says, now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Again, the purpose of being blessed is not to consume it all upon yourself. Although, yes, you will taste the good of the land. But the primary purpose for your being blessed is so that you can be a blessing. And the primary purpose for the overflow of the blessing is for the kingdom, God's expansion, the work of the Lord to continue and go forth. And he said, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Praise God. You know, when you look at this, there was no monetary transaction that was involved here. There's, there's no money movement taking place in here. But of course, money came out of this because of Abraham's obedience. The very next chapter, chapter 13, verse 2, Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Gold and silver being the uh, currency of the day. The Word of God, not money, but the Word of God is the platform upon which we prosper in the kingdom that causes money to follow. Praise the Lord. We see it again in Deuteronomy 28 and in verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if, which denotes conditions, it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully. Okay, so we have a couple of interesting phrases. One, diligently obey. That means you've got to be careful to read the fine print, to find out exactly what God is saying, what He says is good, what He says is evil and bad. We have to carefully, diligently obey that, and then observe carefully all His commandments, all of them. And out of that comes the lifting up that God promises. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Everywhere you see God talk about prosperity, the Word of God is the basis for 
that prosperity. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. See, we have to hear. That's, that's, that's part of it. But we also have to do it. And does them. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. My friends, your unreserved response to God's word is your highway to kingdom prosperity. Lift your hands and say, I'm on the way to kingdom wealth and kingdom prosperity because I love God's word. All of it. Praise the Lord. So the seed of God's word is what controls your overall financial increase. Pastor Steve, I'm going to sow financial seed. That's good. But the major seed that is the major driver and the major operator of all seed bases is the seed of the word of God. Thank you, Lord. So it really is a package deal. It takes what one old mystic saint one time said, he said, it takes total obedience. You can't obey the Lord and give and even tithe, but then come over here and directly disobey God in something that is clearly illuminated to you. And you know that this is what God requires, but nevertheless, you shun that and spurn that. And you say, it will be well with me. No, no, it is a package deal. We must walk in obedience to the primary seed, which is God's word. So that when you sow financial seed, oh, it works so well. Praise God. Why? Because you're working the whole word, which is a seed in itself. Praise God. Praise God. So this begins to deal with many areas, not just seed sowing. It begins to deal with areas of attitude, how we treat other people, how we treat God, the type of language that we use, where we, where we go, where we shouldn't go, what we look at, what we shouldn't be looking at. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, you're... You're dealing with motives right now. You're dealing with the area of why do we do what we do? What is, our, what is our driving factor? Father, we thank you that you are working to get to the bedrock foundation of the hearts of your people so that we are walking in a way that is upright and brings you glory. Lest we be self-deceived. But we thank you, Father God, that we are hearers of your word. I thank you that your people are doers of your word. I thank you that you're helping them to slow down during this month, to give heed to what you say, and to realize you really meant what you said. Father, bless them. Now let the light of your word begin to shine. In those areas where perhaps there was former darkness, perhaps former misunderstanding, perhaps former wrong teaching that was locking them in darkness. Let the light of your word shine, let it have entrance. And we thank you that that means they're now on the path, and the path covers 
the ground of prosperity. We thank you, Father, also that these things will be revealed as truth, not just experientially in the sense where, where it is experiential, but it's not just theoretical, but your people will know it. They will know it. Thank you, Father God. I thank you that your word carries proofs, mighty proofs, that when followed and obeyed, there is a performing of your word that you take great delight in doing. Father, bless your people. Strengthen them. Strengthen them to hold to your word and take the high ground, regardless of what it might bring. Now, Father, we thank you. We give you all of the praise. Bless your people. We thank you the light is shining right now. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo! And amen. Praise God. You'll find such protection coming to you from the Lord when you're endeavoring to walk along and move with God. And the enemy would tempt and you would say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm living for the Lord. I'll tell you what, there will be such protection and blessing that even if the devil did steal something from you, not only will it come back, now he's got to restore it sevenfold. You'll see God do the most amazing things in your life. Praise the Lord. Praise God. If you're watching today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I, I would like to pray for you so that you can make your peace with God. Perhaps you used to serve the Lord and follow God but the enemy came, tempted you, you yielded to the temptation, and now you find yourself in a place away from God. You need to come back right now. Jesus is waiting to restore you, but you need to come and, and repent. Let us all pray together. Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of all of my sins. Please forgive me. Now, Jesus, save me now. Wash me with your precious blood Write my name in your book of life. I give my life to you. I give my heart completely to you. Now, Lord Jesus, step into my life and lead me and guide me from this day forward. Thank you. Thank you. Let, let your light shine bright. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. People will go out and pay $100,000 for an SUV. Is that not wild how much SUVs cost now? And a brand new SUV, many of them cost around $100,000. Christians will go out and pay $100,000 for an SUV. But if you say, hey, get yourself a new Bible. Spend $40 on yourself and get yourself a new Bible. Oh, that's too much money, Pastor Stephen. Your prosperity is linked to your love for what God says, your love for his book, your love for his commandments. Praise God. The multiplying of your seeds is linked to the prosperity of your soul, which is linked to the word imbibing coming into you. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. This year is going to be a year for some of you. You'll hit the million dollar level. There will be some others of you, you'll hit the multi-million dollar level. 
Praise God. And you'll say, you'll, you'll, I'll tell you one thing you won't say. You won't, tell your, you won't tell your relatives, your deadhead relatives that don't serve God. You won't tell them, well, I had a lucky year. No, you'd be terrified to let such foolish and abominable words come out of your mouth. You'll say, God bless me. I've had a good year. God's word is true. I'll tell you what, God bless me. And you're so strong, you don't care if they snicker and say, oh, you and your God. Yeah, me and my God are blessed. Don't you think you'd like to come over here and have some of this? Mm, that way you can stop eating that tuna out of the can. <laughs> Woo! Mm, mm. Glory to God. Mm, mm. Jesus, we praise you. Let's take Holy Communion together. Glory to the Lord. Mm -mm. Grab some grape juice and some unleavened bread. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -mm. Pastor Stephen, I feel you've been a little strong on me today. Would you like, would you feel more comfortable if I lied to you? Would you feel better if I just told you that everything that you sow will come back a hundredfold and you don't have to do nothing but go to sleep and watch movies all night? Wake up and uh, uh, sell drugs illegally. And don't worry about it because God's going to bless you. You sowed seed. No, my friend, it doesn't work like that. You have to walk with the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you, you don't even have a Bible. You know, the first thing you need to do tomorrow or today if the stores are open or online, if you want to order one online, get you a new Bible. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Get one that's a New King James Version. That's called the um, NKJV or ESV. English Standard Version is good. Okay? But get you a Bible. Praise the Lord. And if you get one, you'll probably end up with quite a few more. Well, I just use my phone, Pastor Stephen. Uh, you're using your phone for texting and getting on social media. Get you a real Bible. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for, for the bread and the juice. We set it apart as being holy through this prayer. And we thank you that it is now the body and the blood of Jesus. Father, as we receive the Lord's flesh, we thank you for victory. That Jesus has given us victory to walk and overcome against the world, the flesh, and the devil. We thank you, Father God, that this includes the journey to wealth and prosperity so that we can be an overflow to be a blessing. Thank you, O God, that we fully believe and declare that you're taking us into the land of more than enough, the land of Psalm 66, verse 12, the land that you call a wealthy place. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive together the Lord's body. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the blood, the blood of Jesus. We thank you for his cleansing power. We thank you that the blood washes away all sin. We give you all of the praise. Father, we just thank you for sweet victory. We thank you for 
and awareness of your holy presence. We thank you for divine leading of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for strength to do what you called us to do. And we thank you for blessing us that we might be a blessing. Now, Father, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's precious blood. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Stay close to this book. God's going to be talking to you. Mm -hmm. This is a year unlike any of you've ever had before. God's going to be talking to you. Stay close to this book. Praise God. If you don't have this book, go get one today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, bless your people. Let them have a glorious week. Let it be a week of light, a week of illumination, a, 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 a week of understanding what their responsibilities in you are, and an embracing of those word responsibilities with great joy and delight. Thank you, Father. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining me today. May the Lord bless those of you that have been on the fast as you reach the finish line. Receive grace, receive blessing, and the best is yet to come. You're going you're gonna to see the Lord honor your time of consecration. And I'll see everybody back again real soon. Bye-bye.